Okay, let me let me just make that very clear. You're human, just like everybody else. Okay, what? You're, you're doctors are human. Darn it! <laughs> I know it's a shock, isn't it? But it's the truth. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jill Farmer, one of the lead coaches at DocWorking.com, joined by the other co-lead coach, Gabriella Dennery, MD. And today we are going to talk about ways that you can make your non-clinical days more productive. So this includes office days, if you have those for catch-up work, doing EMRs or any other um, kind of things that are part of your task or responsibility list, as well as days off work or when unscheduled days when you are not working. And so recently, um, I had a client, I'll call her Annie, who came to me and she was noticing that uh, she's in an academic hospital. And so she has a day and a half, I believe, of non-clinical days a week that she was supposed to be doing, you know, administrative kind of things as well as research coordination. And so she would notice that those days there would be so much to do, but at the end of the day, she would have exhibited a lot of procrastination and then she had stress and then she had overwhelm. And then she had um, this sense of inadequacy and shame. Is this something that you see with your clients as well, Gabriella, on this clinical, which is a highly scheduled day usually. And Mm -hmm. then you get to this less scheduled day and it gets really stressful. Yeah, because it's it, absolutely, there's a lot of judgment around it too. And that's what mm-hmm. I've noticed. People and it's just beat themselves. It's not enough. It's not enough. I, I didn't do enough. I didn't accomplish enough. And I always constantly feeling that they're behind something, that they're trying to always catch up to life. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, no, that definitely is very, very, very common. Yeah. And so with Annie, what we'd noticed is she would go from these highly scheduled days, right? Where it's literally back to back to back patients, which, you know, which is a whole nother subject that we could talk about in another podcast, (laughs) changing the healthcare system to create breathing room for uh, physicians, but that highly scheduled for her environment and then juxtapose against, okay, here's your clinical day. What she would notice herself doing is what she told me is just, well, there's so much to do. I would just show up and figure that I would know what needed to be done because there were so many things I needed to get to. And I Mm. said, aha. So what you're expecting yourself to do is to go from this highly scheduled programmed day to a kind of unprogrammed, unscheduled day. And you're expecting some automatic prioritization pilot to take over and kind of expecting somebody else to kind of give you that schedule. So what we did is we sat down and mapped out what are the priorities. Often the bigger research projects, the writing the present, writing the paper for the presentation were the big overwhelming looming project. And she said, okay, well, I guess I'll schedule the first half of my day working on that big project. And all of a sudden she blocks off four hours. I said, when's the last time you sat down effectively and worked on something productively for four hours? And she said, "Mm, never. And I was like, right, because the brain's not wired to work (laughs) that way. You know, right. We have diminishing returns. The glycogen is literally decreasing as we're moving along. Research shows us if you, Daniel Pink has written a whole book on this. It's just great on timing that we tend to work really well in, in segments. If we can get in a state of flow, shut off interruptions. That's also an important productivity technique for making Uh your non-clinical days more productive and give yourself about 55, zero minutes. I always say, you know, somewhere in the area of 45 to an hour of uninterrupted focused time. And then you take a break 
and you get up and you move and you take a walk and you go take a flight of stairs or two to get your, your body and brain moving for about 10 minutes, you're going to be much more productive than if you try to do those four hour long, you know, stints where your brain is going to see that as a threat because it feels overwhelming and it's kind of, oh, this is going to be so hard. That's when the things that I hear from my physician's client was like, oh, I turned on solitaire. <laughs> I started playing it on my computer. Or I'm suddenly mm -hmm. super interested in answering emails that I've that are not really pertinent from three weeks ago. So keeping that that duration of focused time in shorter blocks and then breaking it up instead of just saying, researching the paper that I'm presenting in Belgium, um, <laughs> instead breaking it down specific topic wise of what you're going to research and focus on in smaller blocks of time is a really effective way to deal with those, um, kind of long blocks of, of those non-clinical days. What do you say, have to say about that? Gabrielle? I, I definitely. And, and that whole idea of taking a break, I was reading an article recently, a president, a former president Obama was talking about his day and how that worked and that he would attend these you know, really deep, intense meetings over all sorts of international affairs, and that he would then say, thank you very much, and get up, have dinner with his family, go get a haircut, hang out, go get a hamburger. <laughs> you know? And he said that that time was that time for the reset. That time was that time to just be able to just digest the information, not make a rash decision right away, not reacting to anything, but really look at the decision decide, well, what was in alignment with your values, what was important, what mattered most, and then make a decision knowing that you can't please everybody. You can't make everybody happy, but you did the best you could. And so yeah. I, I take that to heart with what you said uh, about keeping that instead of trying to see, okay, there's this massive project that I have to get done. Maybe let me just look at 45 minutes at a time, a smaller chunk, then get up, take a break, take a walk, get some air, uh, you know, and instead of let me look at my phone, let me look at, <laughs> let me, let me go, go, go play on, on, on some game, which is also very stressful because then it's like, you, you're not really feeling you're accomplishing anything through those things. So pressing that reset button, giving yourself a break, stretching your legs, and then coming back for another 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. That, I think, tiny steps, marginal steps, uh, incremental steps make a massive, massive difference. Yeah. And let's also talk about just breaks in general, right? So mm -hmm. you notice, I know we've talked about in the past with, with your coaching clients and then yourself as a physician, that a lot of times on those non-clinical days, even if it's a weekend or you know a, an unscheduled day during the week, there's a lot of hesitancy among physicians to actually take a break, right? The idea is I'm going to go from this overworking, driving productivity to a different kind of overworking <laughs> productivity at home. So why, why do we need to really think more intentionally about taking breaks on our days when we can? Again, it's about pressing that reset button and how important and vital that is to be able to, you know, if I relate my personal experience, yes, it's easy because that mindset is already programmed. There's always that wiring, that neural wiring that says, okay, I got to work, 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 work. I got to get to the next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. And that gets translated at home. It doesn't stop. But then that means making that conscious effort to say, okay, where's my boundary here? Because at one point I have to start and work has to stop. 
Like the rest of my, my professional life has to end somewhere and my personal life has to start somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, is everything an absolute emergency that has to be taken care of right away, right away, right away? No, it isn't. Most things actually are not. And if I take a day off, then I take a day off. And that if I want to do nothing and sleep, then I want to do nothing and sleep. If I want to take care of something, great, I get to take care of it. If I want to Talk to friends and family. Let me do that. Let me connect to life in a different way that has nothing to do with work because then that enhances my work. From a personal perspective, my Monday nights were sacred. Why? Because that was my African drum class night. Mm -hmm. Nothing would keep me from that unless I was out of town. Why? Because it gave me the energy I needed, not only for at the end of that day, get my frustrations out on the drum, learning some new rhythms, being in the company of people who had nothing to do with medicine, which was fantastic, having a different kind of conversation, a different experience of life. And by the time I got to work the next day, I felt energized and refreshed and ready for the day and ready for the week. That energy lasted until the next Monday, right? And because I, I made that switch, I made that, I took time for me and something that I had fun with, that having fun time and leisure time is actually important because that lifted my energy and my spirits for what was to come the next day, as opposed to, okay, let me just try to get more work done so I can get up in the morning tired, so I can get more work done and then go to bed tired and then try with stuff floating around in the head because I didn't get enough work done. So, oh my good, I'm thinking all night instead of sleeping and resting and giving myself time. And so it's like, yes, break the routine. It absolutely has to be priority one. It's not an afterthought. It's not something, oh, I don't have time to it because I have something to catch up on. Right. Break the routine. That will yeah. make the routine actually easier to deal with. Absolutely. We are not, our brains and bodies were not meant to operate at one speed, which is pedal to the metal all the time. And we, and I'm sure as physicians that those of you listening to this, and I know, you know, you know that on one level, but somehow a lot of times my physician clients think somehow they're the superhuman exception to that. And that the pace has to remain at this level all the time. And, and remembering that we need to recharge those batteries from a at a cellular level and in, in the way, and, and from our brain's perspective as well. So that's an excellent point. I love that word you said, exception. Docs, I'm sorry to break it to you, you're not the exception. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me just make that very clear. You're human just like everybody else. Okay, what? You're, you're Doctors fired. are human? Darn it. <laughs> I know, it's a shock, isn't it? But it's the truth. No, so stop trying to think of yourself as you're wearing a cape and you're going to save the day. Take the cape off, get off the horse and understand that, you know what? I'm feeling, I'm not feeling well today or I need some rest today or my intention is to have fun today. Why not? Great. That's excellent. Last okay. thing I want to talk about briefly in relation to making those non-clinical days more productive and more meaningful is to stop the meeting insanity. <laughs> I work a lot in, in healthcare and have for many, many years. And I also work in other corporate um, entities as well. And, and in, in other areas of corporate and business life. And it's in, I always tease my healthcare clients and my physician clients that I don't think I've met anybody who loved a meeting more than people in those settings. And so I, I really encourage people to ask yourself, if I'm scheduling a meeting, if I'm in administration or if I'm scheduling a meeting with my group or whatever, does this meeting really need to happen? If it does, what's the agenda? What's our intention? We're going to be really intentional about having that set up ahead of time. And then 
and how do I take responsibility if I'm setting a meeting for making sure that, that meeting matters? Because meetings, um, ineffective meetings that waste people's time, when people decide when they list, when they're burned out or leaving a job, having a manager they didn't like and having a whole bunch of meetings that wasted their time and energy are among the top two things that an exit interviews, the people dissatisfied with their job state. So I think if we can... Um, on those non-clinical days, if your tendency is just to set up a whole bunch of meetings, I think by taking more responsibility for making sure that the meetings that you're part of do matter, that there's a values-based component, there's an intention, there's a follow-through, there's a, a willingness to make them shorter, to give people more time back for their own agency over their time, I think that can have a radical effect on making um, those non-clinical days more productive. Mm -hmm. what, what do you say about meetings? I agree with all points above. And at the same time, you know, to piggyback on what you just said in terms of value and is it valuable in terms of not just your, your time, but is it an alignment when you say yes to this meeting, does it align with what you want to accomplish? Is it alignment with your, your, your goals and your objectives, uh, career professional objectives, your home life? Is this an interruption something you feel you have to do, or is it really something you really want to do? And so I think that would be for me, the boiling down criteria to, to say yes or no, and not to be afraid to say no, if it isn't. You know. Beautiful. So mm -hmm. to summarize, making ourselves more productive on non-clinical days, we're going to not just leave that day unscheduled and assume that priorities will find themselves and then try to punish ourselves with enormously onerous long blocks of time. We're going to break it down into actionable priority-based tasks that are in that 45 to minute to an hour time block, take a timed 10 minute break where we move our bodies and change the channels. And that's going to help us be more productive. We're going to be more intentional about taking breaks that refill our tank um, and, and that let us switch gears both in our, in those days that we're working in the office or when we're having time off at home. And then we're going to be a little more intentional about meetings so that we don't just fill our days with meetings for the sake of meetings, but we're going to be intentional about making meetings matter. matter. I think this could, if we could get a cultural um, groundswell going in healthcare systems around making meetings matter, I really think we could make people like their jobs better. But that's mm -hmm. just a, a little personal side mission note that I have. If um, this conversation has been wonderful. And as you can tell, we touched on a lot of subjects where there is a lot more room to go deeper and make bigger changes in your life. So we'd love if you would go check out our self-paced course, Stat Quick Wins to Make Your Life Better. Go to docworking.com, check out this self-paced course. We go really deep into a lot of the stuff we've talked about, saying no to make more room for yeses in your life, detailing out productivity schedules that allow you to have maximum productivity and maximum ability to recharge. All that stuff is covered in the course. So check it out. Meanwhile, thanks for tuning in for this conversation. Gabriella, your stuff is always so brilliant. It's so great to be inspired by you and um, go out and make it a great day, everybody. This is Amanda Taren. I'm the producer of Doc Working, the Whole Physician podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. And thank you for listening.